and welcome to another edition of the Frontend Coffee Break, episode 23, a podcast where we take a break from our everyday lives, we grab a cup of joe, coffee, whatever your preferred drink is, and talk about different frontend-related topics. Now, uh, as always, I have uh, my colleague, Ricard. Hello, how are you? Welcome. Hello, Chucha. I am very good. We're recording on a Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh, so yeah, all good. And myself, Chucho, we, uh, Ricardo and myself, are both front-end uh, developers at Cognizant Netcentric, where we've been for some years now, I think, right? A few years only. A few years only. <laughs> in any case, today, it, it doesn't matter how much you've been working in one area. And I mean, I've been doing front-end development per se for as long as I have been in Cognizant Netcentric. So that's around nine years now. And before that, doing not exclusively front-end development, but front-end, back-end, you know what they were used to call, now call uh, the full stack, but whatever. My point is, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this. Uh, you sometimes feel, get this feeling that you are not good enough. And I don't know if that has happened to you, Ricardo. I mean, you've also been years and years working developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. I mean, I don't know what... 15 years, I, I, I don't know. Uh, lots of years are definitely sure. Yeah, I mean, every, every day, man, every day. So, so, so I, I don't know why, why they hired me, but, um, but I'm here. And, and this is I'm what, glad they do. This is precisely what we will be talking today about, the imposter syndrome. This, because it doesn't matter, at least in my experience, one thing I can say that it seems that it doesn't matter how long you've been working in, in this, how um, good people tell you you are, you feel inadequate. And I've seen this not only felt it, seen in, in other people where they actually see themselves as not good enough. And eventually some of them realize like, hey, I, I, I have imposter syndrome. How do I get rid of that? So why don't you begin to kind of explain a little bit what imposter syndrome is and we can take it from there. Of course, I had to ask an AI to define it for me because... <laughs> You know, it's it's 2023 and we have to ask AI everything. So I, I did go to BART, Google's AI, and ask, hey, what is imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome, according to BART, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, right? Uh, this is this fear of getting exposed because you don't know stuff and you will get like caught being a fraud. That's basically this, this feeling, right? And I think that this is a very important thing uh, that you mentioned. More than just... Uh, feeling inadequate, feeling that you're going to get caught, that for whatever reason, I don't know why the company hired me, why they're paying me the amount of whatever amount they're paying me, um, they're going to find out that I'm not good enough and I'm just going to get uh, let go. Mm -hmm. How do, I mean, do you feel like this uh, from time to time and how do you deal with that? So it's, it's going to be a long episode, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sit tight. Um Yes, so definitely, I mean, I've had this these days or, or these periods of time where I think, man, what I'm doing, it's not, I don't deserve what I'm getting, right? I mean, it just, you know, I'm ch changing code here and there, changing some CSS here and there, or HTML, whatever it is, right? And you feel like, man, I didn't really like, am, am, I, am I conning anybody? It's like, I'm a fraud or what, what's going on here? Um, how to fix it? Let's talk about later. Okay. But but yeah, but, but, I, but I felt it, right? I felt it, um, have you? In any any point, yes, more than once I've I've been sitting thinking about it, like you know, because you you you, especially every time that I've uh, graded up or just um, uh, 
I would say increased the, but just uh, got in a promotion. It is something mm-hmm. that sometimes, even though sometimes before getting the promotion, I think, hey, you know, I should be promoted because I, I've been working hard. I know that the work that I'm doing is, is, is valuable, blah, 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 blah. When I get promoted, the times that I've gotten promoted, I've always had this thing in my head telling me, hey, you know, maybe you're not this good. Maybe you, you finally got the promotion, but hmm. I don't know if you really deserve to be this or that great. Maybe this is you, you're, you should have stayed where you were. You were fine there. It has, I, I, I've felt that. And the funny thing is that this is something that happens despite the evidence that you might have. Right. I mean, yeah. we, we, we get evidence every, well, more than once. Uh, well, let's say there's different ways of, 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 for the evidence to be there. But we get, for example, a lot of feedback throughout the year. And despite that you get good feedback, you still doubt yourself. I mean, as I said, I've felt every time that, I, that I've uh, gotten promoted that I do not deserve it. Even though before that I said, yes, I should get it. And then it's like, mm, maybe not. Yeah, but I think you're on point. I think feedback is very important to actually learn or know how others see you. Right. So because I mean, you're feeling, OK, me, I don't deserve this position, this role or what I'm getting paid, my compensation package, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But then when you ask other people, OK, um, please you know, give me feedback about my work, about my interactions with you, then you get uh, probably positive feedback saying, hey, yes, in this part, in this part, in this part, you're doing excellent job. And you maybe forgot or maybe you took it for granted that for you was a normal thing to do, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, fixing a defect mm-hmm. or your communication style. But then somebody highlights that to you on a, on a feedback session or on a, or a review and you say, oh, I mean, people, people see that part of me as, as being excellent or being above uh, expectation, though. So that that's, I should, you know, yeah, realize that I'm not the fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and this is very important. And this is one of the, the great uh, reasons why giving feedback uh, constantly or periodically is so important. And this doesn't mean that you need to get feedback every week, every month. But definitely at least once a year, you should get feedback regarding the work that you were doing. I would even say that it's uh, even healthier to get feedback, even if it's not that deep, uh, more often to really see the work that you're doing from uh, outside eyes. That sometimes doesn't help with the imposter syndrome anyhow, but still, it's, a, it's, it's important to get feedback to understand what you're doing and when you're doing. But sometimes, and this is, I don't know if this ha- this you have the same feeling or not, but sometimes I feel that they give the the give the feedback is too positive and it has two effects one of them it just increases the imposter syndrome it's like oh my god they they haven't realized how bad i really am they say oh yeah because you're good because of this this and that it's like no i'm not oh my god where why do they say this kind of things that's one thing and the other one is that sometimes people are just uh, see you in in like you uh, in the loving eyes and they praise you more than they should and um, I think that this sometimes comes because they don't have, uh, sometimes, depending on the person, a uh, complete understanding on the type of job that you do or, or that are required, um, things, yeah. the things that are required for you to do the job. I mean, certainly, I mean, each person has different roles, right, in a, in a project. And definitely, if you ask, for instance, I don't know, system engineer or project manager, they have different views on, on what they expect from your role as a front-end engineer, right? So... So, I mean, it's fine. I mean, as long as you also ask feedback to those that have similar role to you, like you ask maybe a, a senior colleague or a, or a junior colleague in your same role in a, a front-end software engineer, and then you compare and you say, oh, this person is maybe uh, more ranked than me. 
really highlights this part of me or, or the, on the contrary, uh, this other developer junior says, oh, what are you doing here? It's amazing, right? So I, I agree with you. You got to know how to give feedback and super positive feedback might hurt you. Mm. But usually, I mean, what, what I found, at least a constant centric with my colleagues that it really like, sometimes it shows me, it shows me that things I take for granted that I do because they're normal, they're not normal, right? So <laughs> the ways you interact or the ways you deliver mm. your, your code, you say, ah, but you know, this was, was three lines. Yeah, but I mean, you find the three lines, you find them fast and you fix them in an excellent manner. So it's like, that's not a, a thing a junior would do, right? So, yeah. And uh, very importantly, it's as a recommendation, if you are giving feedback or if you are asking for feedback, I would always recommend to ask the person that's you, that they're giving feedback to you or that, well, that the feedback given also is accompanied with examples. And this is something that we that we get to to ask. And if you, if you ever give feedback, try to add examples. Like for example, it, it really doesn't help anyone uh, for you to say, oh, he's a great communicator. Like, okay, what do you mean by that? So an example would be like, when we were in the standups, for example, he clearly, or they clearly say what they need to do. And we all understand what, what needs to be done, the position they're in, because they explain quickly, blah, 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 blah. This is very, valuable. But once again, this might not help even getting good feedback and to understand uh, what you're doing is right or not still wouldn't help with the imposter syndrome because, um, that, and that's the, the, the idea behind the imposter syndrome, it doesn't matter the evidence, you still don't believe it. Now, um, do you think that part of the reason is also uh, because of luck or people feel that they're lucky why they're there? I've, I've been there. I've been there thinking that I, I was, yeah, I, I was in the right place at the right moment. And because of that, I got maybe a promotion or I got the, the praise I, I wanted or the recognition. Then you got to think luck had nothing to do with it. Like in, in the end, your skills and your way of, of working, your attitude, your ethics, work ethics will play a role on the outcome, right? I mean, you're thrown in a, in a, in a challenging project and you overcome it. That was not like, oh, you had the, the good luck or the bad luck to be thrown in that project. No, you, you overcome it. There was your own skill your way of working and all those things. So definitely, I think it, it contributes, right? You, you're thinking that, oh, I was there. Yeah. I, I was lucky, but yeah. no, think about it. Really? Was it really luck? Nah. That is very important because sometimes you're in that project for a reason. And I'm, I'm not saying that divine interven intervenience said, hey, you should be the one. No, but um, people will choose you. Maybe they will choose you because it's you, because of the evidence they know about you, because they know what to expect from you. And you're going to be placed in this project where you say, I was lucky to follow the world. Maybe it's not luck, as you say. Maybe it's just um, because they, they wanted you to be there. There is luck. I just don't want to underestimate it. There's sometimes, not some, not always, but there's sometimes a little bit of luck. But when this happens over and over and over, you are, you're either should play the lottery or realize that it's not just luck. Now, um, why do you? Why is imposter syndrome common among web developers? Why would you think this is something common among Oof. among our peers? Right. So I mean, definitely, what we talked about with this ten minutes in the episode, <laughs> it could be a, a, applicable to any career, right? Any yes. any industry, any career. But but I think for us, like web developers, software engineers, front end, especially especially front end software engineers, it just changes so much, man. I mean, you know, we know, everybody knows that every week is two frameworks, uh, oh. new browser versions, new features. <laughs> and, and for me, it's like, it's overwhelming it right? is. because you gotta be, you gotta be on top of your game and you gotta be updated. And what we've talked about in this 20 past episodes in the, in the podcast, we always mention the same thing. We gotta be up to date and subscribe to newsletters, subscribe to the front end coffee break. So yeah, it's just ever changing. 
and uh, this is just uh, it's funny that well it's, it, this is something that came to mind today precisely uh, when we were recording the the internal po uh, podcast that we do um, that we go through the the slack channel and we see what people have shared and half of the times i get the feeling that there's so much happening suddenly like oh this happened now this happened now firefox uh, supports lazy loading of iframes and this is simple, for example, but then there are more complex things. You see, oh, uh, what was it? The Angular 17 thing post that yeah. was shared. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, so more Angular. And then you get all these other posts that you see that people are reading. And it's like, I am, I feel sometimes that I'm just being held behind just by, by seeing the amount of information, the amount of new things. And this is something, for example, in, in, in Cognizant and Aesthetic, we have several Slack channels. We have like a front-end that I think we've, we've talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, front-end and back-end channels, the heroes and villains channels. And um, you can see the, a very big difference with the amount of information that is shared in one and the other. The back-end channel, the, you usually see from time to time some posts, some things that are happening, but usually it's a very s slow channel. And then in the front-end channel, almost every single day we get at least one message. And throughout the week, you get several things that you can look at. I mean, it's it's super nice. You can just go on Friday and say, okay, after lunch, I'm just going to take a look at what has been shared to read. And you get quite some time of things to read and to catch up to. And I think that it, it, it does feel overwhelming. It does feel that you don't have the time to learn all, all of those things. And my impression is that I should know all of these things that people are sharing, that all right. of the things that I'm seeing in the channel I should know them. And me not knowing them is just evidence that I am not good enough. But you shouldn't, Chucha. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we're here, to cure you. Uh, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way that uh, in the front-end ecosystem right now, it's just so wide and complex and vast. You have so many things to know. I mean, in, back in the days, you and I, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and we were done. We would upload the file via FTP, done, right? And we were happy, we were fantastic. And, and now it's just so complex with the build systems and the linters and TypeScripts and, you know, now cloud functions of the JavaScript. Uh, what? It's, the what? Anyway, it's, it's, very, it's, very, <laughs> it's very complex, right? And, and it's, I think for us front-end engineers, it's, it's normal that we cannot know everything. It's, it's impossible, right? And Organically, you will be an expert on one matter. Some, some people will know more front-end build and more performance on accessibility. Sure, at Cognizant Centric, we try to be all-rounded and more or less, you know, know of all mm. levels, especially if you are a lead or a front-lead position. Uh, but you don't have to be a full expert on one topic because it's impossible to be an expert on everything. It is. And I think it goes back to what you said before. It contributes to thinking, I'm a front-end engineer. I should know about build. I should know about accessibility. I should know about performance. But at what level? I mean, how ah, much, like, right? That's it. You, I think you, you've mentioned something very important. It's like, I should know. It's like, yes, pro you probably should know about it, but that doesn't mean that you need to be an expert. I don't know, in, in, in Twitter, for example, I follow some people, um, several developers, not many, but uh, because I'm, uh, although I do like to read uh, articles from Twitter, it's one of the sources of information. I don't follow that many people. I follow people that, that I know of and that, that I, I admire. And fortunately, dash, unfortunately, a lot of them are experts in their fields. And when I see what they're sharing, what they're talking about, I just feel bad. You know, um, I, I, we have um, people talking about 
performance, as you say, or about specific library and, and they share things that it's like super advanced and it's like, it would take me a long time to to learn that. I, I would need to take a couple of days to sit down, go through it, try to, and I know that I'm not going to be at their level. And sometimes I just feel bad. I feel that um, I should know, as you say, as I should know performance at a high level. I should know accessibility, like I mean, it should be an expert. I should, the same thing happens to UX or whatever topics that I like. But on, on our defense, I, mean, I think we're in a very tough position, at least here at Content Centric, where we're expected to know a bit, a bit of everything, right? Because you got to be able to defend in front of a client, a full integration with many systems and many, many, many things. But these experts that you're talking about, I also follow them on Mastel and other uh, stuff. And, and surely they are mostly focused on one topic, right? Maybe they are experts on accessibility and they do great talks on big conferences about accessibility or performance. Yes. But I, these people focus on performance and then sure, I mean, I'm not taking away their, their, their skill levels, yes. uh, but, but, but definitely maybe they don't know anything about CSS, right? I mean, surely whatever affects their, their, their performance or their niche, but maybe they don't know about anim how to do animations or maybe they don't know how to build a you know, keyboard navigatable website, right? And you got to know because you're a front-end lead here and you got to know about everything a little bit. Or they know about it, but they don't know it at the same level as they know their, their field of expertise. Absolutely. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, we have, I, I, the, the web performance experts that we had, uh, the company, when I sat and talked to them, I always felt bad. It's like, wow, they, they were just giving me a master class and I was like, sure, yeah, I understand exactly everything that you tell. And they just keep on talking <laughs> about this topic. And I know that they're experts in the topic because that's what they do. Now, one thing that I realized when preparing the, the podcast was that I don't know if this has happened to you. Maybe it's just because I have very terrible memory in these kind of things, but sometimes I've looked okay i remember that i implemented something like this i remember more or less how it go i'm going to take a look at the at my own code that i did some time ago that maybe it be it, it is a couple of years ago i've seen the code and i've said damn that's good what, the implementation oh. yeah, yeah 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 it's it's oh not, that's good no 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 oh that's bad no, Interesting. No, of course that happens I, i've seen code that <laughs> i've done that is like i'm just gonna delete this i'm gonna shut this down nobody said anything <laughs> of course but it's also it, it has also happened to me that I've seen code that I've done years ago. It's like that I peaked at that point and I have been going downhill ever since. <laughs> no, That's how I feel. No way, no way, no way. I've seen no some ways. code that, I, that I've done in the past uh, that I, it's not that it's amazing code. I'm not praising myself like, oh, yeah, you know, no, no. I, I think I'm quite a normal uh, developer, but I've seen the code that I've done in the past and I've said, how the heck did I get to this point that I made this super nice code? And what I want people, what with this, I want to, to, to tell people, well, sometimes we have, maybe we have great moments of, of inspiration and we do fantastic code and it's hard work that you get to that point and you see it in the, uh, from, from in the future, you see that in the past, it's like, okay, but do, maybe you don't remember how hard it was. And this will take us to the next topic in how does one overcome imposter syndrome? Even if you have all this evidence that maybe you're not the fraud, that maybe you're not that bad, but still you resist like, no, I am not, I shouldn't be here. How? I don't know. Let's, let's try to find bullet points. Uh, <laughs> one, I think we already talked about, which was getting feedback, right? And, and understanding that, okay, what they tell me, okay, it's true, right? What, what I took for granted, it's, it's really something good. Um, the other 
what you said about comparing yourself to experts, I also like find it, and I don't want to sound like an, an ass here, but comparing yourself to, to juniors or other, other like people who are on a, on a, maybe on, on a lower grade, right? Where, where you see, oh, wait a minute, this person doesn't know half of what I know, right? So maybe, maybe that makes sense that they are maybe a junior and I'm a senior, right? So it's like when you talk to other people and you are, again, you're talking, and I assume stuff because my brain is like, yes, you already know. And, and for me, it's normal. But then they ask me, oh, what is that? I never seen that before. Or I never thought about it. And I'm like, huh, maybe I do know more stuff than, <laughs> than I thought. Because for me, it's normal to, to assume stuff, whatever topic, right, it is. And, and yeah, that's something sometimes I, I, you know, just, you know, pat myself at the back saying, hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not too bad after all. <laughs> okay, so feedback, but uh, constructive and uh, not the, the constructive constructive type, but feedback that actually adds value, that gives you real information that you can work on. That would be one thing. The other one is the realization of where you stand. So yeah. you'll be able mm -hmm. to see where exactly you are inside the whole uh, position of expertise or knowledge or whatever. And this, uh, to get perspective, that would be, to get the perspective of, of where you are, because we, exactly. we, yeah. we mm -hmm. undermine the value of the things that we do. Now, is there anything else that you would that, that you would say that would help out uh, to overcoming imposter syndrome? I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's probably very personal. Um, each person will have a different um, solution. But yeah, I guess sure. Looking back as well, I mean, um, at the code you said you you've, you've found good code, yes. but I always find bad code. So well, that's <laughs> that also, also means yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good, right? I mean, it means you're growing, that you're you're improving, and you're saying, exactly. oh, what, what I did two years ago. It's, it's, it was garbage and now it's better. I mean, I guess it depends on your career. At the beginning, it's very fast. You, you look back just three months and like, whoa, now when you're a senior, you got to look back maybe two years or one year and just say, oh man, that, that was very bad. Uh, but yeah, looking back, looking back just at where you were, what you've accomplished in the projects or the account or different projects you've been in, what you've, you know, the achievements you've done, right? So that's, that's something, something good. I, I think it's very valuable perspective to be able to look at what you've done in the past, whether it's it was better or worse. It's always you have to take it into account to, into context. If it was better, it doesn't mean when I said that I, I look back and saw something good. That doesn't mean that it was better than what I'm doing. But it was like, look, I've done great things. But at the same time, when you go on back and see a code that you've done before, you said, "Oof, this is maybe not the best." But that means because you now you know better than than back then. So that it's also positive. So it's. It's very important, even though the, to take the perspective, to see the evidence and to try to believe it, but that sometimes is not enough to realize it. Sometimes I think that you need an epiphany to actually realize that what you're doing is good. Now that you mentioned this, there's something very inter interesting regarding on perception on, on how we perceive that our work is. There's something that's called the uh, Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, which is basically an effect is a cognitive bias where people um, with, well, originally I think it's when people with a low uh, ability overestimate their really ability to be able to perform. And it, there's a, a special curve that explains a little bit about this phenomenon. But the basically, basically the to summarize it a lot, is that people with limited competence overestimate their ability. And people with, with that are more competent with bigger knowledge do the, the, the opposite. Not that they overestimate uh, underestimate their ability but more that they underestimate the difficulty of the task that they're doing therefore underestimating themselves and this is what you said just now like oh people ask me about something and i say yes of course this is like oh i didn't know that it's like well i did so maybe i do know more than i i think so 
And what I want to get through this is that sometimes the more you know, the more natural you see these kind of things. And this is what happens with the experts. When you're talking with an expert, they say, oh, yes, of course, um, the, the CLI, it's a, it's a thing that blah, blah, blah. They give you so detailed, but they, they say it so naturally. And for them, it's like a super simple thing. And they, they think that the knowledge that they have and all, all, all the expertise that they've gotten, it's natural. It's, people should know it. And it's like a super simple thing that it's not a big deal. But you on the other side that you don't have that knowledge, it's like, wow. So um, you have to take into account that sometimes the more you know, the the more you know how things are, the 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 less you feel that they that you underestimate your yes. knowledge. Like the Greek Greek philosopher, no, I just know I don't know anything, yeah. right? So that's that's no, but I agree with you. Not everybody, of course, but I've, but I've seen juniors thinking that they're rock stars, right? And and they're not. <laughs> and then they, they think that they, they will get this done in one day, and then it's it's one week, and it doesn't work, and the pull request stinks. So so yeah. And this is not undermining anyone because they're, they're no, no. of course, amazing developers out there. But sometimes, yeah, the less that you know, the more it's like, oh, this is going to be super, super simple. I know I can do it. It's like, <laughs> you don't know what you're saying. But then the opposite happens. So you have to be aware that sometimes having the imposter syndrome might actually mean because you actually have a lot of knowledge. You actually are underestimating the difficulty and the amount of knowledge that you have. Now, you mentioned it at the beginning, and I have a question for you. Do you think that tools like AI um, help you uh, or are bad for the imposter syndrome that maybe they, they affect you thinking that you're not good enough? I mean, maybe they fuel the fire. Um, it's hard, right? Because right now, what you used to know by, by heart or by memory, thing like hard facts about, I don't know, APIs mm. or whatever, now it's just one prompt away, right? You you would just you know ask the, the thing, and it's not like do, doing an MDN search or a Google search. You, you're trying, you're asking for integrations, or you're asking for a more complex solutions. Hmm. Uh, does it under, like create an uh, imposter syndrome? I think yes, because again, why are they paying me if they have Copilot that they can give you the same function, right? And it's better, and the, the Copilot will also give me the unit test and everything. So what? what what I think or what I try to do in my case is like I try to like make me more valuable than the AI, like knowing the big picture, knowing the integrations, knowing not to actually create a function that calculates age. I, I don't I don't wanna be doing that because the AI will do it for me, hmm. but actually how to use the tools and then integrate systems, right? Something that the AI cannot do right now. And hopefully I'll keep my job for thirty more years. <laughs> Now, I, it's almost time to let's close this, and I'd like to have some reflections about precisely imposter syndrome and why people that are struggling with it, how to maybe help overcome. And I have a couple of things that, you, that I'd like to share and that I'd like to hear from you as well. The first of all, the first thing is that um, you cannot ask a fish to climb a tree. And... <laughs> What, I, what I'm saying is that sometimes we compare ourselves with experts. We compare ourselves with people that have certain skills that we don't have. And it's fine. You don't have to compare yourselves to that. You need to understand to get to know yourself, what you're good at, what you like to do. And you need to work on that. And you should never compare yourself to that. I mean, if you're a very short person, do not say, oh, I'm too short. This is bad because this guy is super tall. It's like, well work with what you have, you know, you're a short person, that's fine. You're not going to be a fantastic, uh, possibly a, a basketball player, but you're going to be great at other things 
find those things and know that you're going to be good at that. Don't worry about the things that you can do that you're not good at, because maybe you, that's not your thing. Everybody has a, a value. And the other thing is that I feel that imposter syndrome can be positive depending on how you manage it. Um, the thing that you need to remember is that you should not let imposter syndrome pull you back. You should not say, hmm, I'm not good enough, therefore I will not be able to do this, so I'm not going to try it. I am not good enough, so I, da, 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 I am not good enough, so I'm not going to. On the contrary, if you still feel imposter syndrome, try to give it a positive uh, a use. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not good enough. I should work more. I should improve. I should, but, but don't feel frustrated. Feel inspired to do more. It's definitely easier than than, than done, right? Set of done. Course, of course. I mean, the, the other the other week, again, I was talking to somebody, and, and it was the same thing. I mean, they were telling me, "No, I don't want to take that position because I'm not good enough." And I was like, "I mean, I don't know. Try it, and then 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 we judge if you're good enough or not for for the, for that position exactly. or, that, or that role, right?" So so definitely, it's out there. So yeah, let let's help each other and support each other to push forward. And also know that it it is okay to fail. It is okay yeah. to learn by failing. So the next time that you say, hmm, should I jump into the water? I don't think I know how to swim good enough. It's like, it's important to um, know that, uh, to have a good idea if you're good enough or not. But then again, sometimes it's important to just go for it. And if you drown, don't worry. There's sometimes people, there's going to be people that are going to help yeah. you. Yeah, save you. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for this uh, t this this episode. I had a fantastic time. It's something that, it, that that I've been struggling. I think we've all been struggling. I've seen amazing people struggling with this. And don't feel bad about it. Try to feel better about yourself. You are amazing. All the people that are listening to, to us know that you guys are amazing. And thank you very much for watching, hearing us. Until next time. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you at the next Fun Coffee Break. See you at the next coffee break. Bye.